In today's podcast, I want to share some reminders for the team that I lead in our church as we begin a new season of in-person worship for the second time around. My name is Ava Andrews, and like you, I serve in local church worship ministry. It's a joy to sing, worship, and help lead in the church, and that's why we're so passionate about the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast. Each episode is an opportunity to focus on practical aspects of local church ministry. We're glad you've joined us today. We're praying for you, and for now, let's jump into today's episode. Everyone has had to deal with disruptions, and timelines are really all over the board. But for our church, we reopen for in-person worship for a second time this Sunday. Our denominational leadership asked us to pause in-person worship again last fall after many weeks of hosting all the services like normal. And so we're going through the cycle again. During all of this, the worship, music, and tech teams have really continued on, keeping the natural rhythm of midweeks and Sunday mornings. And we've been leading and serving and in many ways have really been a lifeline for our congregation who have had to jump into online ministry to stay connected, in addition to any journey groups or band meetings or things like that that I hope people are involved in. So I'm thankful for our teams rising to this occasion. Thanks for your heart and your attitude. You all have been flexible, changing times and songs, schedules, technology, and the flow in general. You all have been committed, even when some have had to back out or lay low because of various issues. Others have stepped in. Everyone has helped keep things going, and you've all been focused. We've had late nights, extra time slots, lots of setup, new tech components to install, and we've kept moving the ball down the field even during this pandemic year. And we even had a couple of community events over this year. A going away party for one of the guys in our group that had to move biscuits and gravy on several Sunday mornings just because um, the opportunity to, to make breakfast and... Um, Though we haven't gotten to do our typical Wednesday night dinner and meeting, we haven't done that for a year. Um, we don't do it every week, but on a regular basis, we would get together and do that and talk about vision and, and ministry and where we're at. I thought I would take this Worship Leader Toolbox podcast to focus on those reminders for our team. And if anybody else is listening, I hope that it's helpful. Before we get there, a quick recap of where we've been. This is a big story in a nutshell and then more of the recent timeline. Our worship team came through the back door. It started as free guitar lessons a little more than 20 years ago, and that group of mostly adults met for music and guitar playing each Wednesday evening, eventually becoming a group that provided special music for one of the traditional services in the sanctuary. After a while, we started to lead modern worship songs during that middle sanctuary service, and eventually transformed the choir area to be a, more of a clear space for a mini band at the nine o'clock service. And then after that service, about a 15 minute window to take down the instruments and set up the choir chairs again. It really got kind of hilarious. But I know that a lot of churches, you know, still do this scenario of switching uh, between styles in one location. So this and the fact that the early service was before the middle service gave us about a five minute sound check and um, which is, is just hilarious now if you think about it. And some of our worship team now realizing that any Sunday that they're committed to is about a seven to eight hour commitment for the week actually might think that sounds good, the five minute sound check right before the nine o'clock worship. But really the chaos 
that that caused before and after worship and just that flow in general. Around that time, the church leadership decided to switch directions and move that middle service from the sanctuary to the uh, Family Life Center, which was relatively new addition to our building at that time. That was a whole interesting twist that I look back sometimes and think, I don't know what meeting that was that prompted that or how that all came about, but I can't imagine what our church would be like had that decision not been made. The music by now, which was all led with this free guitar lessons group, which by now, four, five years later, had morphed into quite a band. It was more than just guitars. It was a, a group of people, drums and bass and, and all of it. And so for roughly seven years, a team of people set up every single Saturday and after church on Sunday, tore it all down. It was really like a church plant in our own building. That service continued to grow, and about seven years after moving down there, the talk of a new stage began to surface and eventually came to pass. And all of a sudden, we no longer had to set up every little detail, but there was a stage in place, and we had an opportunity to rehearse on Wednesday evening and then lead worship on Sunday morning. And it was at this point, sadly, that the guitar circle that met on Wednesdays and had for nearly 15 years began to fade away and a new rhythm and rehearsal for Sunday services began and uh, very soon after that we added the second service in the Family Life Center concurrent with the sanctuary service. The schedule as it stood a year ago was two services in the sanctuary with the director of music leading the music there and then two services in the Family Life Center with the worship team and me on staff helping to lead the way for those two services and the pastor preached at all four and we just arranged the schedule so that could work out of course during the pandemic for the last year we've bounced around between having one meshed online service at the very start last march and april to two services bouncing between the sanctuary and the family life center eventually moving to a summer outdoor worship as well as an indoor online and then moving back to in-person entirely with online as well and then, as I just described, back to online only at the request of our conference and denominational leadership. And now, jumping back in this Sunday, hopefully for the last time, never have to stop again, in-person worship. So here are some reminders for our team. Number one, we want to remember the mission. Remember the mission. Our mission as a worship band is to serve the church in one of her most distinguished roles to worship God. And much like our church mission, which we are supporting and we are part of, and that is us, is to invite people on a journey with Jesus. We want our active steps of connect, grow, serve, and share to all be shrouded in worship. And that's why our little mission logo circle thing looks that way. Worship is in the middle of that. Stepping on the stage or in backstage roles such as tech or other servant roles is stepping in to a servant kind of leadership. Our mission is one of invitation, engaging, and excellence, serving the church. And I never want us to forget that we are serving the church. That is our goal as a worship team. In this day and age, the genre of worship music being such a hot commodity, so many new songs and so many videos and so many everything, you just... You hear so much, so much worship music is even just on the radio, which I think is awesome. But sometimes it can get to the point where it seems like the worship music is the end all be all. And music is just a part of worship. 
the mission to invite people on a journey with Jesus, to raise up disciples, to invite and to engage and to help people connect with God's presence in those spaces. That's our goal. And that takes a servant's heart. Here's the second one. We want to build an attractive culture. Keep praying for and keep growing in this attractive culture. Here are some of those components. Community. We want there to be a deep community in our worship teams. Friendship, connections, lots of asking questions, lots of listening, some stories. It's not always easy when we're rotating teams. We have about three or four drummers, two or three or four electric guitar players, three or four bass players. And if you count electric guitar players playing bass, it's like almost endless. And if you um, you know, count the vocalists, the keyboard, just tech team, everybody kind of is rotating. And sometimes that makes it harder to be a part of this community. And so if you have any ideas for that, let me know. But I do know that we want to have an encouraging and connected community. The second thing about building an attractive culture is that we want to have confidence as a worship team. We want our team members to listen to worship music, sing and play at home, be inviting in your stage presence, which comes with prep and practice, and we want just to have the kind of confidence that comes from knowing that we understand that we're not something else. It's not the most amazing thing that you're ever going to see in the whole entire world, but we are thankful and we are thrilled to be serving Jesus in our church in this role, and we're going to do our best. And we're going to have confidence that that God is at work in us and through us. The third thing is, is that we want to build an attractive culture by development, raising up the next generation, raising up experts who are able to sing and play and lead and serve in tech. And that's why, um, you know, we're, we're making that part of our culture that we, we want new people. And all of us, as I mentioned all the time, are interim, even though the worship band has at church been around for you know almost 20 years now or maybe a couple years more and a handful of us have been around a big chunk of those years but at some point we won't be up there and we need to make it a priority to build a culture of reaching out to new people we've done an awesome job of that over the years and in some ways they say that uh, when you are raising up high school students and college students to to be effective worship leaders you're helping somebody else's church. It is true that a lot of people transition and, and head out, and we've had our, our share of people who have been a part of our ministry and then had to leave, but that doesn't mean that we don't want to stop. We want to make sure that we are developing people. It's one of the reasons why the worship team is happily flexible in their start time of midweek rehearsal. It starts at 7.45. It's sort of late, but it allows students to meet in that space, and it allows the student worship band to use that same space as well. We believe it's important enough to bump our time back. It may not be optimal, but we've done it for years. 7.45 p.m. is when we try to start Wednesday night worship practice. So the last thing of building an attractive culture is that we want it to be fun. We enjoy God's blessing of long-standing success, community, friendships, and connections, lighthearted rehearsals, fun times. We pray all we can. We, we know there's... Not everything in life is, is rosy, but we joyfully trust God. We don't want the ministry to drain us. We want to extend effort. We want to do our best, but we want it to be fulfilling for us personally and for those in our homes. And so that's why we're praying for an attractive culture. 
community confidence development, and fun as we serve together. So the first one, remember the mission. Second one, build and pray for an attractive culture. Number three, use your gifts well. And I'm talking to all of us, and I'm especially talking to me. Sometimes when you're gifted in music, it's easy to put that on the back burner. And it's that way with any role you play in life. The better you are at something, the more likely you are to do the things that soak up a lot of time and take a lot of energy, and at the last minute, do the thing that you're able to do quickly. And so I am preaching to myself here that we want to use our gifts well. We want to practice at home and rehearse together. We need to develop maybe some more roles and some more leadership and helping with flow and chord charting and some of the things that, for me, slip through the cracks now and then, as, as many of you well know, getting the right key on the right night. And I don't know why that's so difficult for me sometimes, but some, somehow it is. Every once in a while, we bump into that. But for now, with whatever we have, do our best at practicing at home, rehearsing together. Get these songs in our heart, in our minds, so that we are able to have that culture of confidence and development. And also, a note to say under this using your gifts well, I praise the Lord for the way that gifts have been invested. In the last few years, it's, it's been absolutely astonishing. We've gone from wedge monitors and a portable system to in-ear monitors and Ableton tracks and clicks and almost on every single song. Just recently upgraded all of our soundboards and video equipment uh, down to even just this past weekend installing a new tech uh, counter station area in the sanctuary. And it's really just been ongoing and people using their gifts well in each each season builds on the previous one. And so I just thank each of you for doing that and doing it well. And uh, we'll keep investing in each other as we do that. I have a handful more here, but before we continue on, uh, 30 seconds or 60 seconds here for uh, a couple commercials. Hey, this is Ava from Harvest Ministry, and we'd love to invite you to help support the ministry in this one simple way. Harvest is an Amazon Smile recipient, and with a click of a button, your purchase on Amazon can send a small percentage to Harvest. It's a win-win. We think it's a cool way to support Harvest Ministry, so thanks for your part. Visit harvestministryteams.com slash Amazon to get the link. Again, that's harvestministryteams.com slash Amazon. Okay, thanks again for this uh, personal podcast for our worship teams. Number one, a reminder to remember the mission. Number two, build an attractive culture. Number three, use your gifts well. Moving on to number four, a reminder of the systems. Systems help us all work together to keep making things happen effectively. Uh, there was an acronym I heard from systems from uh, Jason Hatley and, and one of his worship books. And I think it was... Uh, Systems save you time, energy, money, and I don't remember the other thing. I should have looked this up before I started, but I do know that systems help us, help everybody move together and understand what we're trying to do. So here are a handful of systems that we use. Number one, we use the planning center and scheduling system. And in order for that to work well, um, I think most of us have gotten on board, we have to respond when we get requests uh, we have to block out dates if we know we're going to be gone coming up and you can also go into your profile and play around a little bit there are so many options of deciding how many Sundays a month you would like to serve 
or if you are um, uh, connected, if you're married, you can merge a couple homes together so that you serve on the same day and just a whole bunch of different ways for the scheduling to work out easily. We have uh, multiple schedulers and multiple people serving in those roles. And so it's important for us to keep reminding ourselves and holding each other accountable to responding to planning center, decline or accept. Both of those, either one of those are better than just lingering on yellow, which means you haven't responded yet. And so make sure you do that in the tech teams, in the worship teams, the music teams, everybody. Second system is the prayer system. And I know this may not be a, a huge structure, but we pray before and we pray after rehearsals and we pray on Sunday mornings. One of the things we've done in the past is that we've gotten together in a circle on Sunday morning and invited everybody to pray, go around the circle and pray. We've kind of gotten out of that habit here being um, uh, just all the different schedule changes, but we need to do that again. And we might want to just on the days when we got to pray more quickly before worship starts or before rehearsal starts, invite other people in the worship team to pray. And so maybe we'll start that soon. A third system is the rehearsal system. And that is the agreed time slot that we're all going to get together and meet for making it good. During the rehearsal, we want to make sure that the tech team is prepared for the worship band and then um, everything to be in place. Then for the worship band to make sure that they are there in time to get everything ready for the start of the rehearsal. I know there's a little bit of lag time when there's student ministry going on, but for the most part, if we're meeting at 745, we ought to be there about 730 or 735 to get batteries and packs and cords and cables and logging in and all the things we need to do. So the rehearsal system is really about organizing yourself to get there on time, get all your stuff ready and know what you're doing when we all arrive and get ready to begin. Also during the rehearsal, as much as possible, we want to make sure we have everything that we possibly can in and ready. The last thing we want to do is leave stuff for Sunday morning. When you leave stuff for Sunday morning, it just adds a layer of stress that just doesn't make things as fun or as effective. And so I know sometimes it's not possible to get every video in, but when it is possible, that's our goal. The rehearsal system is for getting it all together. Tech team system, that goes along with that. And I think I actually just mentioned those things. Um, the music and the chords and the tracks, we have a system for that. And we appreciate Ryan basically taking the lead to get those in. And, um, and then the chords, at times we've had better systems. But that's one of the growing areas that we need to make sure we keep having the right tracks and files in Planning Center. And if anybody has any ideas for that, I'm happy to, to know. The Sunday flow system. This is the last one of the reminders. And that is on Sundays, we take a look at the order. We make sure we know who is saying what, who's leading what. Make sure camera people know where they are going to be starting the song, who's starting it, how it's happening. Make sure all that is in place so that we're doing our best. So that people that are in person, as well as people who are watching online, have an opportunity to experience worship without hindrance. God can use hindrances. We all know that very well, that there are times when things just do not click and something does not work or something goes totally wrong. And it seems like at those times, God's spirit still works. In our weakness, he is strong. We still want to do our best. We want to minimize things that can be minimized so that we don't hinder people approaching the throne of God's grace. Number five, we've got a new season coming up. 
So we'll be in person and we'll be online. We'll have to keep on top of a lot of things. And here's just a few of them. One, we want our leaders, every worship band and, and tech person, to model the protocols and precautions. And we just want to do that so that we can have a servant's heart to start with, so that we can let people know they feel comfortable, they know that we're, we're trying to do our best to keep it safe as possible, gathering in a group. And that just helps all around, and I appreciate everybody's part in that. We want to have joyful spirits as we are leading. We want to make sure that uh, we're not complaining about, you know, what's going on or why things are so crazy or, you know, none of that kind of stuff. We just want to have joy and model that. And we want that to translate to the stage with great animation and confidence and excitement. In general, good stage presence where we're actually inviting people to express outwardly what's in their hearts. And outwardly can be singing, raising of hands, clapping, smiling, swaying, engaging, anything that is. However, we do have some rules about mask wearing and singing and some other things that kind of make that tough right in this very moment. But that's all the more reason for us to have an outward expression of the joy in our hearts. So a couple more things with this. Um, The tech team in this in-person and online, they have some of the biggest challenge mixing sound and mixing video for a group that's sitting among us in person and a huge group watching online. And so just to share it with you, these are the three goals for this season for our tech ministry teams. Number one, make every Sunday like Christmas Eve. Number two, a rabid commitment to details for Sunday morning. And number three, we're training up people to become tech experts. Those are the three things we're working on right now. Make every Sunday like Christmas Eve, a rabid commitment to Sunday details, and training up people to become tech experts. And so as we are meeting and as we're growing again in in in-person and service times and online and potentially outdoor again, we need to be ready for anything flexible as we start uh, the ball with some of the services moving forward, adding other things, just ready for what God sends us couple more quick thoughts, and that is, number six, we are all one team. There's a lot of churches that have various campuses and various locations. We actually are part of a denomination where all the churches are linked together, and it's a huge monstrosity. And then within that, all kinds of sizes of churches. And then our church itself is a church that has four Sunday morning worship services, almost in a way for different congregations meeting in smaller groups, which is kind of the the new wave. And we hit on that sort of long time ago. But these four worship services are in two different locations, have two different styles, two different programs back when we printed those. One church service is led with choir and organ and handbells and pianists, orchestra instruments. And another one is led with drums and electric guitars and bass and keyboards and vocalists and projectors and uh, just a totally different kind of worlds. But we are all one church and we are all one team. So the tech, the sound, the vocalists, the bells, lighting, video, instrumentalists, everybody, we are serving the church as the worship teams of Troy United Methodist Church. That is one of our overriding factors that we're serving the church in this mission together. So we want to stick with it. And we want to relax, knowing it's God's church. I read a quote one time in a book called Tattoos on the Heart by Gregory Boyle. 
and he he mentioned where he knew that Pope John Paul used to pray this prayer each night. And here's what the little prayer was. I've done everything I can today for your church, but it's your church and I'm going to bed. And when I read that, I thought that's pretty good because it really truly is God's church. We want to take good steps. We want to be strategic in our planning and uh, be good stewards of the resources God's given us. So we want to do all we can to help make this a bright shining light in our region for this time. But it's God's church. And at some point we have to say, Lord, it's all you. We're, we're here to do whatever you would like. And that's really our prayer for this season. So I'm looking forward to more ministry, more community, more creativity, more people, more equipping, and more effective ministry with you all. So thanks, Troy UMC. On behalf of Emily, all the sanctuary music, all the FLC music, all the tech people, Pastor Andy, all the church staff, thank you for your ministry each week in our church. Even with the pandemic, we're in a great season of kingdom work, and I give God praise for you. Thanks again for joining us. We so appreciate you. If you have any questions, you can find out more about our ministry by going to worshipleadertoolbox.com. Join us again next time. We're looking forward to it. Thank you.